Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life. We are convinced that the Bible is God's holy word, perfect and without error. Its perfection delivers what is good and beneficial for those who hear it and heed it. It is perfect for it leads us to the perfect one, the Lord Jesus. He is the bread of life. Let us seek him together through God's word. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. In Luke 22, we have record of some instruction that Jesus gave his disciples before he went to the cross. He told them to get ready for a fight and a struggle in ministry. He said, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. They searched the house they were in and returned with two swords. Jesus saw what they had to offer and told them, that's enough. What's enough? Well, everything you have given for the fight. And if you try to go to them and break up that strategy they have to suppress They don't want to really be imposed upon by God's presence. And you bring that message to them. You're interrupting something they've asserted themselves to refuse and turn away from. I'm going to be rushing to you. You're going to have to go to them. And it's going to take work and effort. You're going to experience rejection as a result. And yet that's the commandment that God's given you. We pray for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us and give us His fullness and come upon us. But we have to note... We cannot think, oh, I want the Spirit to fulfill me, and I want the Spirit to use me, and what this requires is that I just hold back and set back, and I don't do anything until God gives me His power. No, here's what happens. When you want the Spirit to fill you, what it requires of you is that you demonstrate that you're pouring out your life to Him by giving your all to Him. You yield yourself, not simply passively, yes, you present yourself, but present yourself on the way. Present yourself in the act of obedience, and then let the Lord provide for you. Oftentimes when we go overseas and we're training individuals to do our ministry, and you have to understand when they are thinking about witnessing to their friends, they're witnessing to individuals who represent a force of society that is completely and totally set against them. They're going to individuals who could go and whisper to their neighbors, and before you know they could be thrown out of their homes. They could endure tremendous persecution. You think you're afraid? So they pray, oh God, fill me. God, empower me. God, enable me because I am going to. I am going to go and be a witness before my neighbor and my friend, and I'm going to declare you. You know what we tell them, by the way, is don't expect not to be afraid. You're going to be afraid. And don't also expect that the Spirit is going to fill you the moment you ask Him. Here's when the Holy Spirit will fill you. Right when you step into the action. Right when you move into the work, right when you give yourself, then the Spirit will fill you with His presence because the Spirit will meet you at the point of determined obedience to Him. When you've demonstrated you're ready to give your all, the illustration we use is from the nation of, we talked about this, the nation of Israel coming out of the wilderness and going into the promised land where God is going to use them and God is going to work to bring victory and they're going to go in the middle of the battle. And as the nation is being led across the Jordan River, it's flood season and the Jordan is flooded and God calls upon the priests to grab the Ark of the Covenant and put it on their shoulders and they're to lead the people of Israel across the flooded Jordan River and when their foot hits they're carrying this ark upon their shoulders a bit of a weight i'm thinking and they're stepping into the swollen jordan river i'm thinking the first step is about up to here right and as they step into the water as their feet hit the water the waters divide and they're able to walk across gentlemen women if you can experience the spirit filling you and empowering and god providing his provision for you That's about the point at which it comes. 
You take up the task he gives you. You shoulder the work he's called you to. You move forward with determination. You call upon him to fill you and enable you. You put your foot into it. And then he'll meet you. And he'll fill you. He'll not pour his spirit out to fill us if we're not ready in demonstrating our determination to pour our lives out at his feet for his sake and for the sake of the gospel. But if you're ready to give God your all in the effort to live for him, he will give you all of his spirit to empower you in that commitment. That's his promise. The growing Christian will have to give their all to complete God's call upon their life. God does not ask from us that which takes a part of us or some of us or a measure or an expression. He doesn't ask for us, for example, five minutes a day to think about him. God asks for us what takes everything from us and all from us. And when we give it to him, he gives us his all in response. Here's the third point then. When the growing Christian gives his or her all, only then is it enough. I love the illustration here. The Lord Jesus says, you go and I want you to sell what you have or sell the cloak that you have and go buy yourself a sword in order to carry out the work that's before you because it's going to be difficult, it's going to be hard. And I think what happened is very quickly the men started taking inventory of what was in the upper room there before they went out and they found two swords. They said, Lord, here's two swords. I actually don't know how they said it. I think Peter would have said it with real confidence. Lord, we got two swords. We're ready. I think that some of the other ones would have said, oh, Lord... This is all we have. I've just got two swords. I don't know what the tone was. It doesn't tell us. But the Lord Jesus' answer is basically this. That'll do. That's enough. Get in your minds what they're going to face. Consider what's before them. Consider the life and the calling that Christ has placed upon them. Consider that they're going to be spent for Christ's sake and the gospel's sake from here on out. Consider that they're going to be called from this loved land of of Judea. And they're going to go to the ends of the earth as they know it. They're going to go to the ends of the Roman roads around them to take the gospel of Jesus Christ. And along the way, they're going to suffer every kind of resistance imaginable. And the Lord Jesus says against that great onslaught of the enemy coming against them and their mission, you're two swords. Yeah, that's it. That'll do. Almost incongruous, isn't it? It almost doesn't make sense. I think the disciples missed the initial lesson because they took those swords to the garden and Peter didn't quite get it because he took an ear off of one of the high priest servants there in the garden with the sword and found out, oh, that's not what the Lord was talking about. He wasn't saying, hey, go take off a couple of ears. But eventually, as John tells us, the Lord Jesus told it to him so they'd remember these things when the time came. There was a lesson, and here's the lesson that they were to learn. You get this lesson as well. The best that you can do in mustering all you have to meet the challenges of following Jesus and growing in him and living for him and making him known is the equivalent of two puny swords against a vast army of opposition. I'm telling you, you give your all, it's not very much. It's little. It's just a couple of swords. But after you've mustered all that you have and happily or despondently said, Lord, here's my two swords. Lord, this is all I have, two swords. After you've given all that you have, 
The Lord Jesus takes it and responds by saying, that's enough. It's just what I need from you to get the job done. For I am the full measure of all that is lacking in your labor. Don't you see? God takes my infinitesimal all, my puny all, and he meets it with the balance of his infinite, powerful all that he is. He gives himself to me. That's why Paul is able to say that if God be for us, who can stand against us? Here's a conclusion to all this. Let me just ask and answer three really quick questions. First question is this. What is enough? Jesus said that was enough, those two swords. What is enough? Well, with Christ, my little is enough as long as my little is my all. The great lesson to learn in the Christian life is that God always meets us far more than halfway to make our little enough for the task that he calls us to. And his strength is made perfect in our weakness, but only if the weakness we give to him is all of ourselves. That's weakness, folks. He cannot use what has not been given to him, so give him your all. And then God gives you grace. God gives you grace, the full measure of himself. To live for him and please him and serve him. God then gives you the grace to grant you victory in all of your efforts. Where does our effort stop? Here's another question. Where does our effort stop and God's power proceed? Good question. Where does my effort stop and God's power proceed? I think the answer is not far into this process at all. Right? Almost automatically at the very point of us giving because we have so little to give. Now, actually, that's what Paul is saying in Corinthians. He says, God's grace brought me to this point, and it wasn't a vain because I labored all the more abundantly. And then he says, but it really wasn't me at all. It was God's grace from beginning to end. It was God's grace that even let me hear the call. It's God's grace that gave me the command. It's God's grace that made me a debtor to all these things. And I gave all I got, and it was God's grace that nursed for me and drew for me. That surrender of all that I had, it's all of him. If you've been disappointed that God hasn't helped you enough in your struggles, I just would make sure that you've given God your all in your struggles. But if you have, then you can look to the Lord Jesus. He's coming all the way down to you in all of your weakness with his great infinite power to give you victory and to deliver you and make your life impactful. Here's the last question. Well, since I give something, if I give, if it's a little, isn't there some merit in my efforts? I know it's just two swords, but it's two swords. Isn't there some merit in what I give? None at all. You'll never fully realize the minus of your merit and what you offer until you give it and lay it on the table. You lift your puny swords against the full effort of the host that's encamped against you and the call that God has called us to to reach the world for his sake and for his glory. You realize it's it's not in you whatsoever. Only then will you know that it's all to him and all to his glory and all by his power. Only then will you be able to say, if God be for us, who can be against us? But here's the mystery. God is good to take the flesh and bone that you are, and when you sacrifice it to his labor, he picks it up, your feeble efforts given fully in faith to him, and he makes it enough to accomplish his great works and his great callings. 
So, as we said, the proposition is the growing Christian's work will be done in the midst of grave difficulties. He must give his or her all to complete the task. Only when he or she gives their all is it enough. Why? Because God meets us in his fullness. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. If it's all true, Lord, I must trace the chronic failure back to lack of determined abandonment to you with all that I am. I must trace it back to something in me that's withheld from you. Spirit of God, make that known. Reveal it. Show it. Make it clear and make it evident so it can be confessed. God, we want to do great things for you. You've put it in our heart for that purpose. Show us where for fear, as a compromise, as a surrender to our own selfishness and our own self-will, we have not set down our all determined to serve you. Show us, God, we're purely as a pursuit of comfort. We've been lazy, inclined. Oh, Jesus, call us, call us forward so we might know all of your fullness and your power in us in our obedience to you, our faithful obedience to you. It's all by your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been the ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our work around the world, go to cpeonline.org or to discover our mission fellowship here in Boise, Idaho, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, may God bless you.